Sorry ass motherfucker got nothing on me, right? Nothing. Where are the stars of this piece of shit? I am Big Kev. Why do they call you Big Kev? Ooh. I am OG. Oh look, he's got a billion toys. And I am PK. I don't do magic, Morty. I do science. One takes brains, the other takes dark eyeliner. I say we stay here and fight it out. OG's not actually racist against many people. There is no racial bigotry here. Here you are all equally worthless. I'm not really angry all the time. This is Kevin destroying the Toy Biz Legends box set. Fucking garbage! Why? Why? You know how I know that you're gay? How? Because you're gay and you can tell who other gay people are. I know it's fun. You're like, hey, I found buttons. Let's push them to piss me off. I have Amigo Isis action figure. Almighty Isis. Big Kev's Geek Stuff dot you fuckers think that just because a guy reads comics he can't start some shit? I'll fucking take all you want! Three days remain to the end of the day. We refuse their violence. Standing our ground, we play for the years between the harvesters' teeth. Coming through in the clutch. Exactly. Mm. Um, and Kev, to answer your question from before we turned on the show, but uh, no, it is it, it's part green because I've started decorating it for Christmas. Here we are, episode five hundred and seventeen. Wow. I mean, I know it already has the red splotches. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, that's just that's just part of the culture. I ah, it. I get it. Little horn. Oh yeah, well. I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> I am not looking for the pickle in your tree this year. Find <laughs> uh, uh, oh, the pickle in me tree. Said that Booker. That's it. I just want to get a tree now with a bunch of pickles, and I want to dress them all up as pickle ricks. Oh my god! With different facial expressions. I, I am desperate to find because because we um we got one as a gift. You got to have the pickle ornament. Yeah, and it's it's a whole like. Thing. It was a German thing. It's a German it? thing, yeah. and then like you go find a pickle, and then you get a, a little extra prize or whatever. You get which the is pickle, you, which yeah. is usually another, you know, another ornament, yeah, uh, or another pickle, or another pickle. <laughs> but I'm de- I, like, how is there not a pickle Rick? I am I, the moment I see it, I'm buying it. There has to be a pickle Rick ornament to take the place of the German pickle thing for Christmas. I, Why the fuck are we talking? Halloween just ended. We haven't hit Thanksgiving, and we're going about Christmas I mean, stuff. I mean, seriously, just go out and buy the pickle, print out. Some pickle Rick eyes and a pickle Rick mouth. It boils down and to it. I'm, just glue it onto the pickle. I'm literally and put it on your tree. We have a pickle at our household. I'm just going to decorate it like that's pickle it. Rick. That, and that's not it. say a word. That's it. We'll see what happens. That's that's easy to 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 rig up. <laughs> pickle Rick fighting the elf on the shelf. <laughs> pickle. <laughs> anyway, here no, we are. To be pickle Rick gutting the elf on the shelf. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, here we are. This is episode. 517 of uh, Big Kev's Geek Stuff. We're calling this one, Big Kev. Uh, we're calling this one Evangeline Lily's Husband. Yes. So why don't you fill us in oh, okay. as to why we're calling it that? I know the, uh, I know the answer to I this. Unbelievable. 
So some cohorts of mine on the island several weeks ago said to me, um, oh, you know who was in here the other day just sitting doing work? And I said, who? And they said, Evangeline Lilly. And I was like, bullshit, you know, because this is the kind of prank that they would pull. Right. Uh, you know, and saying, you know, she was very nice and blah, blah. And I was like, ah, ha, 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 ha. Right. Uh, you know, because, you know, I relish the opportunity to get an action figure signed. Right. And a photo. Right. Or at least a photo. So, uh, you know, so I was like, I, I was, you know, I was momentarily disappointed and blah, blah, blah. And so then my roommate TT and I uh, went to the. Pier One Imports here on Kauai, mm -hmm. and out of out front of Pier One Imports is an enormous red pickup truck. Uh, a dude is loading some packages into the back of it, and a woman is playing with two boys, who I presume are her children. And as we're walking by, they're right by the front door. As we're walking by, I froze because I caught like our eyes met. And I, I froze. I literally froze. And my, my uh, roommate, my friend TT said, what are you doing? And I'm like, just give me a second. Because I couldn't decide whether it was her or not. Right. So I'm frozen. And I'm just like, I can't tell. I just can't tell if it's her. I can't tell. I mean, whoever she was, she was a very good-looking woman and a dead ringer for Evangeline Lilly. Right. Right? And she was cut. You know what I mean? Like she looked good. Well, she put right? on all that, all those uh, wasp muscles. Yep, exactly. And you're not, and you're not wrong. If you, if you check out her Instagram or or her Twitter or all that, she talks about that. So She's you know, like I was fit. like, mm, I just don't know. I just don't know. So finally, I was like, well, fuck it. I'm not. I'm. You know, I I put the, I put the phone in camera mode, and I, I took a step towards, and I said, excuse me, and. She looked at me, but the husband walked over. Right. And he goes, hey, what's up? How, you know, what, what's going on? And I was like, well, I just want to know, um, is your wife Evangeline Lilly? <laughs> <laughs> and he said to me, she gets that all the time. I was like, oh, oh, okay, okay. And I looked at her again, and I said, well, you're a dead ringer for Evangeline Lilly. Yeah. You know, and she just smiled and laughed. And I was like, OK, cool. Well, guy, I was like, well, have a nice day. Thanks. And I walked inside the door. Right. I walked right inside the door and I was unsettled. <laughs> so I took out my phone. Right. And I Googled Evangeline Lily kids. Yes. Right. And there's a picture of Evangeline Lily. Uh -huh. Those two boys. Yes. And that dude. Right. <laughs> so it was Evangeline Lilly. So she does get now that a I lot. Now I quickly step back out of the, the building right. where she is now getting in the truck. Yeah. I and I said, and she looks at me and she smiled and I said, okay, you got me this time. You got me that time. You got me. <laughs> yeah. I was like, but it's very nice not meeting you. <laughs> you know, and she laughed and she goes, it was really nice meeting you. And she waved as they drove away. That's pretty funny. <laughs> That's so amazing. Here, but here's the kicker. It's why I'm calling it Evangeline Lilly's husband. Here's why I'm calling it that. He totally got me. Oh, yeah. I don't oh, yeah. Get, I don't get gotten. And he got me. That boy <laughs> is well trained. Because what he said was, what he said was, 
she gets that all the time. He didn't say she's not Evangeline Lilly. Right, right. She gets that all the time. Her husband a lawyer? Uh, yeah. You know, like, I was like, what the fuck? Then I find out in my subsequent <laughs> investigation, she lives on this island. Yeah. Yeah. And, and her husband is a local Hawaiian guy. And, the, yeah, and they were just out shopping. Love it. So, yeah, was, meanwhile. She's one of those people that moved out there permanently after lost. Yep. Right? She's out yes, there. And I yeah, think yeah. Uh, is it Sawyer's out there still, I think, too. And what's his name, we, too, from uh, Hawaii Five-0 and Jin? Um, uh, yeah. Uh, Daniel Day Kim. Daniel Day Kim, yeah. Daniel Day Kim, right? Yeah. I don't think they live on this island. I think it's just her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I meant, I but I, but I mean, I meant there was a, there was a handful of them that moved to the state of Hawaii, is what I was. Yes, uh, yeah. yes. So, um, uh, well, there was one. Oh, so ready? Here's another. Here's another tidbit to add to that. I have had a wasp toy action figure in my truck for like a month. <laughs> Just in, in case? the back, I took it out that day. Oh, before we went shopping. There you yeah. go. But now, yeah, that wasp toy lives in my Jeep. That's right. In its package with a Sharpie. <laughs> because I will cross paths with Evangeline Lily again. This is a very small island. Very small. I think I, I just saw her walk by the behind your truck and, uh, <laughs> and wave and smile. <laughs> wave and smile. You, what? You, you, <laughs> and with that, folks, oh. it's been another episode of Big Kev's Geek Stuff. Yep. <laughs> All right. This is it. today's episode of Brushes with Greatness. <laughs> All right. Well, with that said, we do have a bunch of stuff to cover on tonight's show. But before we get that, let's get some things out of the way. Don't forget, you can find us online. Your support through Patreon is both uh, greatly appreciated and uh, sorely missed. So sorely missed if you've been with us and left. Um, or you know we long for you to join us if you've if you've never joined. I long for a bungalow. Uh, don't we all? Um, and so so yeah, so Asshole lots of fun stuff of going on over there. Uh, last week I did the first of the the didn't quite make it segments for our five dollar and up tier, where I took the headlines that didn't quite make it onto oh. the show for the week. <laughs> no, no, this is not a death memorial. I don't know if it was that yeah, or yeah, no, like no. you know you drank a little too much water and well uh, and we're in need didn't of a, quite a facility that you yeah. didn't featuring Mike Prime. That's it. <laughs> so uh, so yeah so so that's up on the for the five dollar people uh, nice. patrons and I'll start doing that every week. You know it's only a couple minutes, about ten minutes long, but you know she get a little hit. We should get Best Buy Billy to host that segment. There you go. There you go. Didn't quite make it. Didn't quite with make Best it. Buy Billy. Bad Mother Canucker can do it one week. Bad Mother Canucker. <laughs> I uh, I think I'm going to start a segment uh, probably through the Twitch stream called uh, Watch Me Hunt. Nice. Uh, in the Wild West. Oh, okay. I think that's You're gonna uh, launch, I think uh, that's pending. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And that's all I'm going to do. That's all I'm ever going to do. Oh, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yep, it happened. It? It, it happened. <gasps> it happened. And? It occurred. Uh, it's amazing. I figured okay. maybe maybe we'll talk more in depth when we get to like let's talk about producty kind of things. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it it has happened. And uh, yeah. Oh my! I, have I not, haven't even looked at it yet. I mm. have not yet. Uh, I have not yet. Mm. 
had a chance to, to procure it. I'm going to try this week, though. I actually was this close to going to GameStop today, and I was uh, I was waylaid just a little bit elsewhere, and it slowed me down. So. I mean, both of you, the sooner you get it, the uh, the sooner your week-long process of installing it can yeah. can happen, and you can actually get to playing the goddamn game. I'll just do it overnight. Yeah, yeah I'll just, not wrong. I'll just set it up overnight, go to bed, and wake up in the there morning and be ready to roll. There you go. So, yeah, so there's that. But let's let's roll on. Yep. Let's roll on with the news. Yeah, we have a couple of things to discuss this evening. Let's start off. Oh, I don't. Have, yeah, uh, with, yeah uh, do your thing. I'm going to find a, because we don't have a printed prep yeah, sheet. Yeah, we do today. not have a printed prep sheet, Aka, today. Oh, gonna... um, so, sounds like someone's slacking. No, no one's slacking. Just no one was near a printer today. Um, ah. So the adaptation of Terry Pratch, Pratchett's Discworld series is coming to the bbc i'm gonna let you say that because i have a problem with that d word terry pratchett's disc world this world the series will will be eight episodes long it will feature f- several famous disc world characters and settings as the story well, follows the i mean let's, cop let's be specific though og it's actually the watch they're not they're not actually making the disc world novels into a tv show they're taking one aspect of the just following novels. the watch, right? Yeah, yeah, just the watch. Just the watch. And yes, it will have a lot of those characters in it, and so on and so forth, because those characters interact with the watch. And I suspect, I suspect they shall have to set up the fact that you know, I mean, they'll have to give us something about Discworld, but it's none of the novels directly translated, and it's you know, it's not like set in the. Di- I mean, it is set in the Discworld universe, but it's not. You know, it's it's all based on the City Watch right. stuff. Well, I think so. what they're doing with this is they're taking an approach where they they have the Discworld universe and they're making new stories. These are going to be about characters called uh, Rorschach, Night Owl, the Comedian, <laughs> and Silk yeah, Spectre. It, mm-hmm. Yes, yes, that's exactly. correct. Yeah, totally original. And they'll actually they'll take place. The stories will take place in the world, you know, inhabited by Bilbo Baggins and uh, you know the other characters right. uh, from Middle Earth, <laughs> right. and uh, that's that's how they'll do it. It'll be new stories set in that universe. As long as Andouille Sausage is the uh, is the turtle's name, that's the, that's a, that is the turtle's name, right? That, that is the turtle's okay. name. Yeah, I'm just making sure. Um, speaking of BBC, we got our first look through a series of still images this week of uh, the BBC slash Netflix adaptation of Watership Down. Hashtag finally, Amen. <laughs> Hashtag, where is this article? Um, um, did you skip one? I, oh, there skipped it down is. A little, yes. a bit, yeah. I did skip because I wanted to stick with BBC-related things. Ah, I see. Uh, the BBC has teamed up with Netflix for an all-new CG take on the classic and traumatizing kids' books, <laughs> Watership Down. Um, okay. All right. In fairness, it's not this a, is an inaccurate article. That's not it's a kid's book. It is not a kid's book. By any means, is it not a kid's book? You know? So I don't know who wrote this article, but please send me the link, OG, so that I can fire off a letter back saying you're an idiot who doesn't know what he's talking about. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Um, was it was it ever was it intended as one of those books that had multiple levels? I, maybe not a kids' no. book, but like a young teen. I, I mean, it's a YA kind no, of book. It's it not a, it's not an adult book, adult book, book. I don't look, think. Look look at the camera. The book is this thick. Okay. I mean, it's not it's a little so book. It is definitely not for kids. Okay. Definitely not. And the fact that they did the story isn't, you know, if you think about Watership Down, this is something I've always said, OG, and, and, and you'll back me up on this. It, 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 what I think Watership Down proved 
is that you could use animation to tell a story that does not have to have a child audience. Right. It, well, so here's here's the thing. I'm, so I, heavy metal I, wasn't I'm, terribly far behind that. I don't think, I, I'm it? reading the. Uh, I'm reading. I'm reading and, some information. Uh, about Watership the, Down was 78, so, I believe. Yeah. The so in, in an interview with the author, he describes how the book sort of took shape and came about. And he said uh, it, this this article, the, this other article that I'm reading says um, Adams explained back in an interview back in 2007 that this sprung from. Him telling a series, uh, telling the story of rabbits to his daughters. His daughters when they were the time, going to sleep. Yeah, insisted that yeah. he write it all down. They were very, very persistent. He said, and after some delay, mm-hmm. he began writing into the evenings and completed it eighteen months later. The book is dedicated to his two girls. So maybe that that's where people kind of come up with the notion that it's a children's book. That it sprung from tales that he was telling his daughters. While it may have sprung from that. The book is about uh, the book is about deep allegorical themes of freedom and uh, individuality and escaping oppression. And it, it really I mean, yes, it's told in, you know, from the perspective of a bunch of rabbits who learn who yearn to be free uh, and flee from impending danger. But there is all kinds of death and destruction and all kinds of other shit in there that. You know, again, it's the reason the movie is traumatizing to children is because you don't really you think about cute bunnies and you don't think that cute bunnies would attack each other mm. and and they would and, it's and you don't think about those sorts of you know you don't think about and one of the scenes that disturbed me the most uh, when when I was a child uh, and saw it um, you know some point in the late eighties when I was like six or seven uh, I. I remember the scene that got me the most was when it's not a fighting or anything. It's when Bigwig gets caught in a snare. Mm. Yeah. That's yeah. just simply a snare. It's around his neck and it's killing him. And they're trying desperately to save him. They think he dies. You know, it's traumatic. And that is not a, you know, that's not a intended for children thing, but that's in the book. But reading, it's, it's interesting because reading other, um, Reading just other snippets from other literary reviewers and journalists and publications, for example, The Economist uh, heralded the book saying, if there's no place for Watership Down in a children's bookshop, then children's literature is dead. Um, A senior book reviewer at Newsweek says Adam handles his suspenseful suspenseful narrative more dexterously than most authors who claim to write adventure novels. But his true achievement lies in the consistent, comprehensible and altogether enchanting civilization that he has created. Um, Kathleen J. Rothen identified the work as one of one that, quote, subtly speaks to a child with engaging characters and fast paced action that make it readable. So there's there's, I, I. I, I, I just don't agree with that. I understand. No, no child, no child could sit and read this book. It's enormous. There's no way a child is reading this book. How many pages is it? In all seriousness, do you know? I mean, I, I honestly don't know how many pages it is. Yeah. But I have a first edition, man, and I'm telling you, the shit is is like this thick. It's like massive. It's big. You know, and I know there's paperback versions. You know that uh, to me seem a little bit larger. Uh, the normal paperback versions and the print seems smaller and all that. I don't know how many pages it is, 
All I do know is that it's it's as thick as I have a first edition as thick as a brick. The first edition so, book was four hundred and thirteen pages long. Okay. So so but so here's what I'm thinking. I, read, and I, 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 I don't want to dispute you on this, right? But I'm junior tr- high for me was right. when I finally read that. So I think. I'm trying to I'm trying to. I, think, I don't think you're a child in junior high. Well, no, that's what but, I was so, saying. But like, I, I as think, far as reading, that's I how long it took me. Part of the problem is what they're defining as children, right? Because I would think, like for example. Um, let's take the fourth Harry Potter book, Goblet of Fire. That right. clocks in well over 400 pages. Oh, yeah. So how old are you when you read Goblet of Fire? Sixth or seventh grade? Uh, oh, well, uh, I mean, so, I know how old I was when I right. read it. No, it's like but, a matter of a couple of years ago. No, but, but, but yeah. what I'm saying is like if you – th- those books tend to f- follow actual childhood if you read them, you know, if you're Harry's age when it, when it starts off and kind of follow those books along right. year by year. So what, but so what I'm saying is, with them. I mean, sixth, seventh. Eighth grade, you're what, like thirteen, I think, right thereabouts. Uh, yeah. I, I, actually, even like that's like eleven, twelve ish. Okay, around, so yeah. so it's I I Ten think I think the problem is that we we think children's book and we think, um, you know, we think peanuts and right and like you know like li- good night moon yeah and, right uh, right yeah. it's it's not that that yeah. type peanuts? of everyone Ooh. poops it's right it's not that type of child's book i think it's i think it's more it it might be defined as a children's book but it's really more like young adults i think it's 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 always on a young reader list it's it's but, you know, it's constantly on summer reading lists but i feel for, like uh, young adult or young reader that's a term that's only been around for a handful of years I, it's 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 why a it's come around to describe summer reading list books right shit you should be reading in junior high right now has Two initials to make it easier to say. Right, because we didn't have, you know, we didn't have a young reader section or young adult reading section in the library growing up, I don't think. No, we, we like... It was, it was kids. You had and that's kids, it. and then there was there was our library had a had kind of an upswing between kids and, yeah, and they, the next step up, which they, was yeah. where the, I don't uh, the more mature books were for kids that were my age, you know, the, the teenage books. That's where I found, that's where I found Splinter of the Mind's yeah. Eye. That's where I found the other, uh, you know, Han Solo books and so on. Uh the Westing game was in that section, yeah. you know. So it's, uh, I guess, it just depends. Well, either way, we can uh, we can sally forth. I would say. Um, all right, Penny Dreadful, City of Angels, Showtime's review, uh, revives the series with a brand new setting. I only put this on here because I'm curious to know if either of you have watched the Penny Dreadful series. I've heard nothing but amazing things about the show, but I've never seen a single episode. We, uh, the, the misses and I, watched uh, the first two episodes uh some time ago we kicked it on and w- was we're very impressed with it but it was it was we just never um we never picked up uh on on that uh on that again uh, <laughs> you're messing with the <laughs> i'm not messing with it you're messing with it i kev just added a little something oh. to our uh to our press oh. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah i <laughs> as, as i was trying to fix something else uh, anyway, I completely lost my train of thought now. But we we watched some of it, and I I just killed that whole Petty Dreadful article. I give up. Uh, I give up my point. We watched it; it was pretty cool. We want to go back to watching it again. Part, uh, but we we just uh, got distracted and haven't picked up again. The part that interests me in this one <laughs> is that uh, the new series is going to take place. Um, it looks like it's um, Mexican American mythology dealing with. Um, the City of Angels. It looks like it might deal with like Dia de los Muertos. I thought I had read. I don't know. It sounds kind of interesting. I, I would check it out. Yeah, it's uh, it's just a neat, neat premise. Nineteen thirty-eight, L.A. Yeah, 
it's uh, the the first series is uh, has a very like Lovecraftian sort of feel, as in like Call of Cthulhu investigative stuff. Okay. Of, uh, of all these, um, you know, these Victorian uh, uh, evils right. that are out there, and I mean Ava Green. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, amazing, she's amazing, and I can't. I don't imagine she's going to be in the new one because this is, uh, seems to be a whole entirely new thing, a whole new setting, and a whole new cast. But uh, yeah, I hope she comes back, maybe even as a cameo, because fucking Ava Green's awesome. Um, as as the descendant of Ava Green's previous character, yeah, that maybe tie it together that way. Um, this next bit of news is a little bit interesting, a little bit sad maybe that's how i took it when i read it um the birds of prey movie has added ewan mcgregor as the villain black mask why is it sad well because anything that ewan mcgregor is doing that is not kenobi (laughs) that's that i was going exactly the same place it's sad to me because does this if kenobi is still happening does this mean he's out does this push it back how does this affect that as a possibility does this does this on that possibility i I don't think so at all i I mean you could look at it og and and pk you could look at it though as if they pushed obi-wan back maybe he's able to fit this in maybe that's the way i'm looking at it like i I mean movies are are hammered out in in seconds now anymore so this he's going to be done with everything he needs to to deal with um long before they're ready to do an obi-wan movie and i i think yeah if we're if we are to see any kind of movement on a on a kenobi film it's going to come next year right uh long after he's done with principal on uh, on whatever he's doing for birds of prey i'm not i'm not worried at all about the kenobi film if now if there's another thing that's you know we get news next week they're reporting that he signed on to play some other fucking thing yeah well then 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 i'll start to go oh shit Uh (laughs) and be a little worried but uh, this this as as uh dustin hoffman in like the dog says this is nothing this is nothing (laughs) Uh, he's going to be joining the previously announced cast, Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn, Mary Elizabeth Winstead as the Huntress, uh, Jernice Smollett-Bell as Black Canary, and Rosie Perez as Renee Montoya. So, yeah, I just, yeah. Well, this will be an R-rated film, according to this article. That's news. I didn't know that. Um, yeah, I had, I had heard that. I had heard that they were going in that direction, so... Um, you know, okay. <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? Uh, Andy Muschietti. Muschietti? Muschietti. Muschietti. Muschietti? No, but CH is a hard... C. I'm, I'm going hard. Muschietti here. Muschietti. CH is a, is a, yeah. is a, it's a hard C. I mean, you know, Muschietti. assuming, assuming the Italian is correct. Muschietti. Muschietti. <laughs> uh, has announced... Uh, it chapter two has wrapped as far as, uh, filming is concerned. Um, the main cast of it chapter two includes James McAvoy, Bill J. Ryan, James Ransone. Um, let's see. Um, uh, Jessica Chastain. Uh, yes. Who did, who did this article? How do you forget Jessica the majesty that is Jessica Chastain. Yeah, why is she not listed in here? I don't know. Is, is this from the same person who did the, the yeah. other article about it's Watership? A, it's a kid's book. <laughs> that one. Wow. It yeah. also is a kid's book. Yeah, I mean, there are children in it. Uh, <laughs> by, by it's a kid's book by virtue of there being kids in it. Right. 
So this book is scheduled, or this film is scheduled to come out December. Wow, I cannot talk tonight. <laughs> September sixth, twenty nineteen. I I am super psyched. The am I the only one who saw the first one? Uh, no, I saw it. I saw it. Okay, it. yeah, fantastic, a- a- fantastic adaptation, fantastic performances, and the cast that's in in this. The, oh, listen, I went full new. The cast that's in this one is fucking spectacular. It's amazing. Check out this cast. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christmas. So yeah, there's that. Whew. Wow, we are butchering the human the human language tonight, guys. The human language. Wow. The human language. Am I tired? Indicating, of course, others that don't speak it are not human. Am I, am I tired? Is that the problem? I, we're we're tired. I, we're, I need I'm sleep. tired. We're doing, I'm wicked tired. We're doing the bated breath thing today with everyone else. Yeah, it's a lot of distraction. Uh, all right. Um, don't Cross Maria has appeared in the new Deadly, Cross, uh, Deadly Class promos, rather. Um, I'm really looking forward to Deadly Class, which is weird because I still have barely watched any television at all. But, but <laughs> I keep telling myself there are things I, I'm two episodes behind on Doctor Who. I got to catch up. Um, yeah. So um, I'm, I'm excited for Deadly Class. I've read the first graphic novel. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I like Rick Remender. We've talked about him and his uh, some of his stuff on the show before and i thought you liked his work you're not a fan of his work no his stuff on daredevil when they brought him to san francisco is what made me stop reading the book because you didn't like his art style i thought it was that they brought him to san francisco both i I didn't like his art style and they brought him to san francisco but did you actually read any of that book or did you just veto it from the start seriously did you just ask me that i did ask you that I, I'm 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 not going to answer on the basis that I can't hit you from six thousand miles <laughs> well, away. The, the reason I ask is that my initial reaction to that San Francisco bit was sort of frustration and anger, and I got where you were coming from. But when I read it, and they actually made it a plot point, and they made it make sense, I was like, okay, this is a temporary plot point, and I get it, and it's okay, and eventually, mm, you know. Mm, and that's and I don't I, know. At the time, I was just really frustrated with all Marvel books. Right. Uh, so, I mean, and then we were leading up to that, you know, hail Hydra cap nonsense. So, I mean, it was just a bad time. I've, I've, I've picked it up since, but now I'm just reading it in trades. Okay. I mean, I, so. I didn't, I did not hate that daredevil run all, okay. all, all when all is said and done, but that's it. I do like deadly class. I did like the first graphic novel. I do look forward to maybe watching this TV show. One day, <laughs> maybe, maybe eventually. <laughs> And how do you not uh, how do you not like a show, if I may, that features Benedict Wong? I was just gonna say, oh, you, of course, you gotta like you gotta like Benedict Wong. I mean, come on now, come on now. All right, all yeah. right. Let's get into this because I had to actually post about this on on my Facebook. I should have <laughs> I should have bumped it over to um, uh, Big Kev's Geek Stuff Facebook page, but I I didn't get a chance. Holy shit! The last episode of Walking Dead or Rick's last episode of Walking Dead as far as you know, uh, was fucking amazing. Was amazing. Like, revitalizing amazing. You know, and that's what the majority of people that I have seen any comments about are saying. And that is that, um, you know, where they they felt like, I don't know what's going to happen here. I'm kind of uh, on the fence about watching Walking Dead to begin with, and now they're taking Rick away. For those, the majority of those people who watched the episode from last Sunday, or I guess I think it was last Sunday, 
uh, are now are now revitalized, myself included, because the episode was phenomenal, phenomenal. It was one of the best episodes of TV I've ever seen, you know, of anything. And well, I'm that, saying now, that now we're going there. Every episode of ER a hundred times. Wow. So I'm just saying. Now I'm struggling to take amazing. you seriously when you went to, when you went to that to the hype that hyperbole. I know. Re- really that that good. That good? It was that good. It was that. And not only was it that good, you know, I think the burning question in everybody's mind is, what the fuck is going to happen now? You know what? Because he's leaving five episodes into the season. Right. It's not uh-huh. like it ends. You know, it's not like it's the end of the season and it ends and he, you know, and they sort of move on. So they have. That's not. That's not. They have happens. five more it's, episodes it, to fuck it up then is what's happening. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I guess that's one way to look at it. Yes, PK pessimist K. Uh, but you know, like it, it, it I, I, I have to say, the, the particularly the last ten minutes of the episode was such a terrific answer to that question. You, it blows your mind. It boggles the mind. How, how, I cannot believe that they sat in a room and were like, "I got it, I got it," and this is what we're gonna do. And I, again, I'm flabbergasted about how good it was. So the hmm. news this week is not that Rick left the show because we knew that that was coming. Everybody right. knew going into the episode that this right. was his last yep, yep. episode. The news is that they've announced three Walking Dead movies on AMC that will take place directly after this episode that yep. will focus on what happens to Rick. Yep. Yep. So no does one that... said Rick died. No, but does that... Does that somehow? I think it, I, I didn't see the episode, so I don't know. But does this mean either? It does feels this like it cheapens of, it. Yeah, does that cheapen it? That that was my question. Does it somehow sort of devalue or cheapen the 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 exit like from why, the main and, show? And, and, and honestly, why thing. announce it? You know, let that be a surprise in, instead of because uh, you know, there are so many people that haven't seen the episode yet, so they don't know the outcome with Rick. But but this news is pretty out there, and it's not really a spoiler. Like, hey, we're doing movies with with Rick, right? Um, so it, I think it, I think it messes with the drama of what they, what they may, what didn't, or didn't want to spoil for, right. for people ahead of time with that nope. news. And, and also like, what, I don't know, like, why do we have I to have announce all this. these things in the first place? Just you know, can, can, let's spring some stuff on people and, and get a little surprise out of something here as, as opposed to just, I, I don't know. It takes the, I, to me, it takes the wind out of the sails of, of something that should be, uh, given its own time to shine without being like hey but now we've got new stuff to look forward to as well right let let me let me address that by saying it's not about us it's about the characters within the program well yeah so while i understand where you're coming from pk um my contention is that no one it really it really has more to do with the characters in the film uh, in the, in the show rather and and what they know and what they don't know and it really gives um the producers an opportunity to exp- just like the article says actually that um to explore different things within the walking dead universe right and again with the character that started it all rick grimes Makes perfect sense to me because at some point, at some point, they're going to want to bring an end to this or the or an end will come. And that end will be humongous, 
for the characters inside the story. I mean, right. yes, we know. I think it's fair to say here we're not spoiling anything by saying Rick did, didn't die at the end of that episode. However, spoiler alert, they all think he's dead. Right. They have no idea. They have no idea that he is that he is alive and it would be impossible for them to know. But what happens to Rick Grimes at the end of the episode is what is that is part of what is going to take at least that part of the story in an amazing and incredible new direction. And what I thought before this article was that, well, shit, they're just keeping him in. They're just keeping him in the deck and then they're going to whip him out later on at some point. But I like this idea even better, which is they're going to actually send him off and they're going to explore other areas of the walking dead universe with Rick Grimes, which is amazing in itself because I suspect Rick Grimes' only goal will be to get back to the people in the show. Mm. So how does all that play in three right. movies or, or whatever it is? Yeah, this is all this did was make the story ten times more interesting, in my opinion. But what, what, my uh, my struggle with this is just in the timing of the announcement. Like it's you, I don't I don't think they gave enough room for the drama of the story to to breathe before they announced. Hey, by the way, we're doing this thing now. Uh, I think it would have served them better, and it, and it would have it would have for for a non fan like me who doesn't watch a show, I have no interest in trying to pursue this now. I've none, uh, right. wherein I was ready to look at Rick's final episode and that just to, at the very least see that, uh, and then, and then maybe, maybe be revitalized like, like you are and see where that goes from there. But now that they, they've allowed the story to come and go, Rick is gone from the show. We're doing this stuff with more Rick later in three movies. Uh, ta-da. And it's like, there's been no time for the 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 water cooler talk of holy shit did you see walking dead last night they don't know he what happened with rick rick is off thing what you know what can happen he's not dead holy shit and then you wallop your audience like give him give everybody we, like a week and then while we, i'm with hey by the way you're all blown away by what's going on with rick here's what we're gonna do and then there's much rejoicing yay well the audience all knows that he didn't die right but but right. as far as what has been reported this uh, this thus far, right? Uh, uh, Rick Grimes, Andrew Lincoln is leaving the show. He's done with The Walking Dead. So no, we're all he left the show. Not not that he's done with The Walking Dead. But that, that wasn't the announcement. I, that's what's been reported going up. He's leaving The Walking Dead. It's it's we're done with Andrew Lincoln. He's done. Okay, uh, is how it's been reported up to this point. So so now we have this new news that he's he's actually not done. Um, and I just think it's just something that could have waited a little bit. It's, okay. uh, yeah, it's That's a strange, fair. uh, it, it's, it's a strange piggyback on, uh, on, on the drama that you should have let, let people chew on the, on the drama for a little bit before we go on to the next thing. Okay. Does it give a time frame for these movies? Like, I mean, like when they will appear, uh, like, I don't see anything in the article. No. Oh, uh, Produ uh, begin production, production as yeah. early as 2019. Yep. Early as 2019. So it, it looks to me like Andrew Lincoln wants off the weekly bit and wants to be able to do other things, but he can come back and do movies, and then I suspect at some point return to the show. That's what I think will happen. Mm. Maybe. I'm telling you. I, I mean, I know you. I know you. I know how you guys feel. I really do. I've listened to it for years, um, and and I get it. But man, I'm telling you, uh, you know, I I think the show, 
I, I still think the show is phenomenal. Even in its weakest moments, it's better than a lot of other shit out there and definitely worth your time. Just my opinion. I, and even I, it's, my problem, I think, at this point is that I just don't want to go back. You know, like yeah. I, at this point, I'm just kind of living through what other people say. I'm glad that people still enjoy it and have fun. And I'm glad that there's a still a core fan base. Yep. You know, it, it's no it's no uh, skin off my back one way or the other. Just personally for me, I'm not going to go back yeah. and sit through multiple seasons of the show. We're in the same boat. Like we're, we're, kinda... we're, we're over it and done. But, yeah. it's, you know, we're, there's this thing called being adult where it's like, I'm not a fan of that. I didn't yeah. like it. I, I'm just not going to engage with it. Yeah, and that's that, it. Yeah. And y'all do that's y'all. Yeah, and and it's, it's great that, that geek – Fair like that has a a still yeah. rabid fan base that's appreciating the show and uh, and it's it's actually nice I don't I don't see people bitching about the Walking Dead anymore well, like, so it has its fan base it's doing well for that fan base and everybody's happy I think what uh, happened, so I'm okay with that I think part of what happened with this is something that happens to a lot of things and I, look I certainly spent my fair share of time bashing the Walking Dead but mm. my problem was there was a point in time where people were fans of the Walking Dead simply because it was called the Walking Dead right. Right, they, they, there was never there was never an inch to give for criticism. No, the the entire season and a half spent spent at the farmhouse was the best written television ever. No, you're right, it was it was the best written. That's why I stopped. <laughs> anyway, so um, so you like it, you like it. That's cool. You don't like it, you don't like it. That's cool. Not as many people are bitching about spoilers and whatnot and complaining about the show overall. I'm glad that it still has some footing. I'm glad that it still has some interesting stories to tell. And, you know, this is not for me. I'm not going back. Yep. That's fair. Um, I think we should probably take a break, though, because we've been talking for a really long time. Yales. And let's come back, wrap up a few more topics, and then call it a day. Sounds good. And with that, OG, we'll take uh, a break. Nice. Build your own R2-D2, the ultimate interactive droid. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. Call toll-free now on 877-544-6779 or go to buildr2d2.com and we'll send you your first monthly pack, including four magazines and model parts, all for just $9.99. Your R2-D2 model comes complete with voice recognition, sensors, remote control app and camera, plus magazines packed with fascinating behind-the-scenes facts, Explore the amazing world of building the galaxy, droid directory, understanding robotics, as well as your easy step-by-step assembly guide. Start building your favorite droid today. This offer is not available in stores, so go online to buildr2d2.com or call toll-free now and get your first monthly pack for just $9.99 today. Model Space. Instructed my friends and co-workers that you know, if I get locked into this here voice, I reckon they got permission to go ahead and punch me right in the jaw. <laughs> as long as you're limited to just your jaw. Yeah. And not your dong. Please don't punch me in the junk. Uh, <laughs> I'd be really uncomfortable. <laughs> we are back with Big Kev's Geek Stuff. Episode 517, the one that we're calling Evangeline Lily's Husband. It's like a mix between... Uh, Coke Logic's uh, Red Dead voice yeah. and um, Sling Blade and Sling Blade. 
what I'm doing. You talk kind of funny. It's a Red Dead report. <laughs> Give me some of them French fried potatoes. Mm-hmm. Right. So, uh, PK, have you shaved in the game yet? I haven't. Uh, I haven't gotten into the the nitty gritty of like the day to day life of the game yet. I'm still uh, running with Dutch's crew. We're we're trudging through the snow, and uh, I'm just learning the mechanics of the game. And uh, I, I I need to get the hang of shooting uh, on horseback because it took me far oh, too yeah. long. There's a whole little encounter with wolves up in the mountains on your horsey, and. God, did that suck? Because I couldn't yeah. figure out how to. I, I just couldn't aim for nothing. That this is this is why I, I fail and give up on these games because this kind of shit drives me nuts. <laughs> did you um, did you see in the settings if there was an auto lock that you can turn on? If things do auto line up, but for some reason okay. when I was on the horse, they wasn't quite always succeeding at doing that. So I don't know what exactly I might have been doing wrong, and uh, I'll come to figure that out somewhere down Playing. the line. That's what you were doing I, exactly, wrong. Playing. exactly. Uh, no, but this was uh, is not wrong, sir. This was uh, this is a this is really a it, this is a piece of work uh, yeah. of, of a game. It re- it is a- positively stunning. Um, I I'm engaged with with the story and everything out of the gate. Like it's very easy for me to kind of glaze over and get bored when I'm being taught how to play the game and, and when I'm in tutorial mode. Right. And this keeps you right the hell engaged through that entire process That's while great. you're learning how shit works. You actually have real story happening, and it's it's uh, it's absolutely beautiful. It, it it's 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 one of the. And I know it's we hear this every game comes out you hear this time and time again but it really is legit one of the most beautiful games I've I've ever looked at it's it's just a stunning piece of work uh, told you environment is is unbelievable um the the mechanics and the smoothness of, of the mechanics when you're going from playable to cinematic back to playable and and all of this it it seamlessly transitions and it's it's just remarkable. It's remarkable to look at. It's remarkable to take part in. The acting is something you, you don't often hear this touted in these kinds of games. But uh, I, I don't know if I said it about Detroit Become Human. Um, but I'll, I'll reiterate for Detroit Become Human and I will say for Red Dead, the the voice performances, the acting performances that are happening in here are stunning yeah um it's uh you know video games have really gotten a handle on on getting voice talent and getting real actors in there to to lend uh that next level of of weight to these characters and really really uh make it believable it's 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 not you know if you were a long way away from from bad dubs right uh or just you know hackneyed acting like well, we've got you have real genuine performers handling these you, you these watch roles. you watch a show um I mean not to completely change the subject but you watch a show like Critical Role and you get a real good grasp on just how talented actors voice actors are yep. cuz they're all voice actors yep. Yep, they're yep, all yep. they're all video game animated series Voice actors. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Outstanding. Fantastic. It really, it really is an outstanding piece of work. I can't wait to get into the deeper, uh, the deeper game and, and, and then start to get into that day to day life, which is hilarious because we talked about this just a week ago when I was like, but you, you got to shave, you got to yeah. bathe, you got to worry about the, I don't want to yeah. worry about day to day shit. 
in a video game. Right. I got to make sure I'm fed. I got to cook myself a damn meal. That's bullshit. Yeah. And now I can't wait to get to it be- <laughs> because of how remarkably rendered this game sure. is. I'm like, I want to see how that all plays out. I, maybe I maybe I don't even want to play the game. I'm just going to hole up in a village somewhere and make food. That's what I want to do. I would just. Yeah. Wanna, I told That's you. I want to be a bartender. <laughs> I just want to find. I just want to become a bartender. So uh, yeah, a stunning piece of work, and and I am. I am encouraged and I am hopeful because that you can change the camera. Right. And I don't, I don't know if this is uh, a carryover from other Red Dead games or from other Rockstar games, but one of the camera angles you can hit as you select is a first-person view. So there is, there is no reason that this can't find its way ported to a VR Oh, approach. for sure. Yeah, yeah. And God's help me when that happens. I, it's over. You All will, of them. You will not see me again. I will live in Westworld. <laughs> it's over. It. It's done. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's very, it's, multiplayer. It's, yeah. yeah, it's it's super impressive. I can't wait to get your guys' thoughts on it. I I'm I know I'm hooked, and it's it's like this this balance that I'm now playing because Kev, you'll get a kick out of this. Also on sale, and I think the sale price is through this month. Uh, the South Park games are part of this big um, PlayStation Sony sale that's going on, and I got both the Stick of Truth and the Fractured but Whole. Uh, yes. For twenty seven ninety nine, they're normally on the download front. They're seventy nine ninety nine each. They got a hell of a price going on in both of them, so I bought them both. And I uh, I haven't touched Fractured but Whole yet, but I am obsessed with the Stick of Truth. It is oh, yeah. also a a goddamn hilarity fest. I yeah. love it. I absolutely love playing that game. Uh, so that uh, that was supposed to be my wind down palate cleanser after really getting into it with Red Dead, and I stayed up until like one in the morning, morning playing, playing. Yeah. goddamn Stick of Truth. So yeah, great. Great stuff. I'm late to the party on one thing, and for once, I beat you guys to something. Huzzah! This is a this is a banner so, week. Mark the calendar. Yeah, you, you beat me to uh, possibly this. Uh, no, the sequel to possibly the best video game I've ever played. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's a that's a so, crowning achievement for you, PK. Yeah. I must say. Just you wait, sir. If if uh, the first one first go around is the one of the best you've ever played. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've heard. Yeah. Why don't we spend? Mm, um, why don't we spend a few minutes? Big Kev. Yes, sir. Let's go through episode 500. I feel like we owe it to the listeners to make sure that it doesn't happen again this week. You know, I, you know, uh, go ahead. Say your piece. Do you disagree? Well, there's the wrap up. Oh, wait, not, not just yet. That we owe it. No, I don't agree. We don't. We, we owe nothing. I don't agree with that. Netflix but if you want to talk its, about it, we can talk nope, about it. Netflix revealed its first look at Henry Cavill from the No, what what are you the, doing? From the you the just Witcher said you series. wanted to talk about it. Nope, that's fine. Netflix revealed its first look at Henry Cavill as Geralt from the Witcher series. This is the series that's coming to Netflix later um later this year or early next year? Um oh no, so, sorry, 2020. So we still have a year away. It's going to be an 8 episode first series. I mean, just based on the look alone, I think he looks cool as Geralt. I, yeah. I'm not overly familiar with The Witcher series. I've read, you know, some online things about it. I've never played the series, but he looks he fine looks for cool. where he's at. Everybody immediately like, "Where's the scar? Where's yeah. the beard?" Well, the beard comes later, and he's not a fan of the beard anyway. Uh, right. Uh, the the character, uh, and the scar comes later too. Yeah. Um. So I people I think overall need to learn what the term first look right. means. And kind of chill the fuck out on that front. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's coming. You know, it's 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 a photo of a dude in a costume. Right, uh, we yeah, know right. nothing else. And it's I, I 
it's nice that we get these peaks at things like that, but I really, I wish, I, I, and I don't know, it's, it's a hard thing to say because we're, we're a part of this. We talk sure. about these things, but I really wish studios would stop doing this. You know, it's weird to me to, to, to you're, do you're, it this early yeah, out. You're just inviting the, 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 the criticisms that come like, out. You we know, could have waited easily. Maybe that's the point. Yeah, maybe. I, I guess, but, but at the same time, it's, you know, it's just stop. Just stop and give your give your story room to to breathe. to breathe to be created to be more than just a dude on a black background and a costume before you start sharing shit. Yeah. Um, you know, you, if you're writing, you know, if Stephen King is writing a novel. He's not, you know, hey, here's a chapter from my book that I just started writing, and it's going to be, it's not even done, right. You know, for another, you know, six months or so. But but here's just a chapter. Everybody goes, that chapter sucks. Right. What was the original reception to the Green Mile? Yeah, well, uh, different because <laughs> that was written, but but released in serial format. Right. So I, 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 I worked in uh, Barnes and Noble when that was yeah. happening. We were all psyched about that. Um, but like, you know, you, you don't. I, and really, I think it's it's movies. Movies seem to be the only industry that does this. Where they they here's our half-ass thing that's not even close to being completed, but right. here's a little peek at it. We don't. We don't need it. Stop making us care about this. Right. We we. I want to see what you come up with when you lay it on the platter before me. At, at the screen. Yeah. Give me that. I mean, a trailer I get. Like, I'm okay with you know, the trailer. A, a tra- but... you know, give me a... You got to advertise this thing. So there's got to be yeah. a, a trailer. One trailer. Drop one trailer. Here's the movie that's coming. Here's some pieces of it that yeah. look really cool. And come see it. Come see it. Right. Done. The only thing I could think is that they know that filming is going to be taking place. And they're trying to get an official image of him out there before a set leaked photo hits. Yeah. That's, Which that's is the all only also, thing I can think of. It's it's the overall culture because we, we have people that when are fighting to, to sneak those shitty set photos. Uh, if, this is, if this is a first look, I would imagine they're still a bit away from that. Filming soon, if not now? Let's see. I don't okay. see what we have. In, uh, well, the first season is looking at a 2020 release, so maybe they haven't started shooting yet. And they, they're touting this as a test. Uh, yeah, which, which is why I think they're floating it. Yeah. yeah, like there, there's there's lit- there is no reason for that to be out there. None. If you're if you're just testing it out, why? Why yeah. is it out there? It's it's a lightning in a bottle thing that that everybody's trying to capture now. You know you know what that flew for? It flew for Tron uh, when Kaczynski put the, that that little random footage that that got out there and everybody lost their fucking minds right. when it popped up at a uh, i think it was at a san diego comic-con yeah. a million years ago when there really wasn't a tron legacy that was happening yeah and tron was kind of off the radar and all of a sudden this this hey we, we tried some footage we're taking a look at uh, tron now again and everybody went berserk it and they're like for, well shit we're gonna make this movie yeah. now it worked for deadpool it worked for and it was the same <laughs> thing for deadpool right. we're gonna let this sneak oh, on yeah, out there time for deadpool. but now everybody's trying to, to jump on that to get a bead on on how they're doing with their property and it's part of this whole toxic and shitty culture of being beholden to the fans instead right. of just telling your story that you want to tell and and in the way that you want to tell stop giving the power to the fans to dictate how you're telling these stories it's just is what's making us all miserable right i i agree i mean i it didn't i didn't hate the image um no, i liked it i was fine. actually totally fine with it yeah. but yeah but it's it does it leads to this sort of dialogue and upsetness yep. and salty there's uh there's no middle nether region with, with when you're I'm talking the internet as a whole the internet in yes. quotes there's the no middle. royal internet yeah the, the royal internet <laughs> yeah. there's no middle with any of that there's yeah. no like eh, that's cool and uh, that's neat or and and there's no 
overall group understanding of right. like, oh, this is a first look. It's a costume test. They're just kind of seeing what it looks like. Right. There's no sense of that. It's just sucks. Yeah. Well, but that's, again, that's the internet. That's the internet. Um, Overlord director Julius Avery is going to helm a new Flash Gordon film. Yeah. Um, uh. <laughs> um, I, I'm not familiar with Overlord. Overlord comes out this week. Okay. Uh, it hits the theaters this Friday. It's uh, Abrams produced horror film. Uh, I was wondering with Abrams behind that, I was wondering if we were going to get some Cloverfield links to this too. Okay. But that doesn't seem to be at all the case. It's just a World War uh, One, two, or is this World War Two? It's World War Two zombie um, war flick. Yeah, mm, yeah, not quite zombie, but yeah, something along those lines. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, Flash Gordon is a property that is, as far as I'm concerned, it's it's been long overdue for something. Yeah, it's, uh, the the last attempt was with a, was a sci fi TV series that was utterly abominable. Yeah, that was a little rough. That was horrible. That was rough around the edges. Um, so the the uh, question around the edges that was rough right through the middle of uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> the the question lies like now now Flash Gordon it's it's been the you know the comic strip it has seen the serial treatment way back in the what the thirties, uh thirty slash forties, it ha- <laughs> no forties forties fifties. Uh, 30s is when Flash was created, I think, right? Yeah. Maybe I just look at the uh, the article and see, huh? 30s is uh, when it was created. 34, there it is. So, you know, he's done, we've done the, the, the serial, the cliffhanger serial format. We've done the campy-ass 1980 movie. Right. Uh, we've had Defenders of the Earth. We've had the, uh, there was a cartoon in the 70s and 80s, too, that I watched. Yeah. That was, uh, that was a, uh, a, a thing I was into back then. So it's like, I, my concern is, how, like, how do you approach... Flash Gordon, who is potentially a very dated sort of icon at this point, uh, that might not fly in 2018 audiences. Like, how do you how do you bring Flash Gordon to 2018 and make people care about uh, this white dude football hero um, being becoming a space so, hero? So before you make him black, yeah, maybe no, no. But before the <laughs> Netflix, before the Netflix Lost in Space series. I probably would have had some of the same concerns that you right. have because I went into that thinking to myself, "It's not how... concerned so much; it's just the question." No, but like, like I, but not... but I thought about how the hell are they gonna, how are they gonna make Lost in Space, right? Twenty eighteen, like how are they gonna make it relevant and and they they took that show and put it on its ear a little bit, and and I think they went in the direction that it was probably intended to go originally right. with a bit more of a well, was, serious over yeah, undertone. It was I don't know that it was ever intended to be campy. It, it just, wasn't. It's just campy because right. it, that was the sixties. But yeah. I don't know that the nineteen eighties <laughs> Flash Gordon movie was intended to be campy either. Oh no, it absolutely was intended was to be campy. Was it intended oh, to be yeah. campy? That was uh, that was tongue in cheek from from minute one. A- and every everybody involved knew it. Uh that was not we, intended to be. And we know be... why the Lost in Space one was campy. Jonathan Harris. Yes. Yep. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yep. <laughs> and um, the robot and his interactions with the robot. Yep. I mean, there's no getting around the fact that th- that that relationship and the humor in that relationship colored the entire series. Right. You know, that's that's I think that's why it's considered a campy 60s. But, it, it, you know, that said. A lot of shit that happened in the 60s is considered campy it at this point. The 60s were campy. Yeah. <laughs> really yeah, exactly. Down to. 
Um, I mean, you remember from your childhood, right, Matt? Sure. Like the 60s? Yeah. Sure. So of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, his childhood? No idea. No idea. <laughs> you mean his, you his, mean his, his teenage days years? I mean, yeah, as a, a long-haired hippie yeah. protesting the war? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Falcon and the Winter Soldier TV series is coming to the Disney streaming service and will uh, will bring Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan to reprise their roles. Here's the problem. The article that we're reading, um, it doesn't say if it's an animated series or it's a live action series. Now, the Scarlet Witch and Loki series, that's two separate series. That's also series is also coming to that service. Um I believe those are animated. I thought I had read when those were originally announced. There, there hasn't, there really hasn't been indication other than these are these are stories that are happening. They, the only thing that we know is they are limited series, all of them, which right. makes me think that these these might very well be live action branch outs that they're pulling these these actors for uh, to tell these stories because because it's not going to be an ongoing thing. It's like the Loki series is okay. Here's five episodes, four episodes, right. six episodes of Loki doing a Loki thing. Bye. Bye, Tom. I, and yeah. that's the end of that this is the, or whatever. This like, is it fills the answer in a blank. to why is there no Scarlet Witch movie? Yeah. The answer is because we're going to put, we're going to get eight hours eight of episodes out her and Viz, that, you know, tell a story with her. Yeah. I know. I just, I don't, I don't know. I have a hard time thinking they're going to do a live action even on any of these, like the Loki series, anything, I think would be, it, it, you know, a good time to kind of, to kind of play with would be the time maybe on Asgard between Thor two and three. I don't know. I mean, maybe, there's, but there's, here's there's the, some stuff to play with. But. It's, I almost wonder if this is like getting down the line in the future, because how, how much longer can the MCU sustain itself as these cinematic blockbusters that we, we keep having like, and we're, we're about to blow it all wide open with Avengers four next year. Like, is this, is this where Disney is maybe testing the waters to say, okay, Maybe we'll do like a major Marvel epic film. Maybe we'll get everybody together for an Avengers movie uh, every couple of years, and then little by little start plucking these these smaller character stories to tell in their their exclusive little platform, um, and go go that route for a little bit a little while, and and kind of separate from pouring all of this money into movies before they reach that point. Because I mean, you, you always hear about superhero fatigue and Marvel fatigue and so on and so forth. Right. Are they are they slowly laying the groundwork to be able to step back from the from the cinema before before they reach that overload overload point where nobody wants to see Marvel movies anymore? Uh, yeah, I do want to quickly go back to that Disney conversation we had last week about the streaming service. One of our good friends online, Coffee Cup Robot, the guy who did a bunch of uh, graphic work for us. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yes. Yeah, memory is a lovely guy, Christian, fantastic artist, lovely dude. He sent me a message through the Instagram the other day. Um, he is uh, he is in the UK, but they he wanted to say they already have a Disney on-demand service um, named Disney Life. And he said that um, it offers much more than any of the similar products out there. Each franchise or character has a little hub containing films, TV, music soundtracks, books, sing-alongs, TV specials, um, other things never made available to previously purchase, behind the scenes, and other extras. It also gives you a live feed to any of the Disney channels, um, and it's only £10 a month. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Netflix is £10 a month. Disney Life is only £5 a month. Wow. Um, Which is, that's like uh, the nine eight ninety nine nine ninety nine price point yeah. right here? Yeah. Um, he said that um, 
you know, he said the downside of the service is that simply there's nothing new on it. It takes a little bit of time. For example, I believe Moana is the newest movie on there currently. Okay. Um, so and look, so and this, it's this Disney's doesn't Netflix, mean really, this doesn't mean that this is the same model that we're going to see here, right? But it is an example of a model that Disney has used elsewhere in the world, and maybe it it puts some of those concerns not to not to bed, but maybe it waylays them a little bit, yeah, a little tiny bit. So I thought that was good. Thank you, Christian, for reaching out. We appreciate uh, the the listener feedback, and we appreciate you uh, as the lovely listener that you are. Do, do you have something to contribute uh, to the program? Give us a call at the GVM line. 201-730-BKGS. Um, I quickly want to hit on like one or two more things, and then we have to wrap up for tonight's show. Um, it's the, the Die Hard Ultimate Visual History Book. Just check PK's bookshelf. Yep. So... I know that you're a fan of the original film. Yes. And the second film as well. I uh, Where do you where do you the, sit on the franchise overall? The though? ultimate film of course is the first one and that's uh that is the annual viewing every year uh, around and coming up soon actually for yeah. uh, for its Christmas annual Christmas movie. Yep. Uh, so that, that is kind of the, the ultimate, that that's the film that started all of this. I appreciate the films be, uh, beyond that. And I will revisit them from time to time. This is the 30th anniversary of the original yep, film. Yep. As yep. Well, yep. Yeah. Um, so I, uh, I, the, the first one is what is, is that, uh, but I really dig the second one and a, and a lot of people shit all over the second one. I think it's a perfectly fine action film, a good time. Uh, How do they and, shit on the second one after the third, fourth, and fifth one? I and listen, the third one is a blast too. Uh, I would eat off the second one in comparison to those other three. Uh, now, I, once, I like the first three. Once, yeah, the first three is pretty much where I top out. I've seen the the fourth one, which was what "Live Free or Die Hard." I Correct. think. Yes. I saw uh-huh. the uh, the unrated version of that, which is the way to to see that because there's actually blood in that one, and they actually drop oh. the f bomb every now and then, right. like they should. And and Yippie Kaye motherfucker is actually uttered as opposed right. to Yippie Kaye bang and the gun. Right. No, no, Mr. no, Mr. No. Falcon. You can't PG thirteen fucking John McClane. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so, but I, that, that one, Timothy Oliphant's a perfectly serviceable, serviceable villain in that one. Sure. It's not a terrible movie. It's not great, but it's a good action movie. Yeah. But, uh, those first three Die Hard mil- films are, you know, are probably the ones I revisit the most, but really the only one I ever watch anymore is Nakatomi Plaza. Yeah. Um, I do dig the, um, the, the story about the, so the third Die Hard film was originally going to be the third or fourth lethal weapon film. Oh really? And when that uh, when they decided nope, we're not going to do this anymore, yeah. they just retooled it and uh, and skinned then it as a diehard and film. reskinned it as a diehard film. Uh, and I think it was for, the fifth Lethal Weapon film. That would be the fifth by that be. point. Um, Die Hard: The Ultimate Visual History tells the complete story of the making of Die Hard and its sequels through exclusive interviews with the cast and crew of each film. And a wealth of rare and unseen imagery, including set photography and concept art. Also exploring Darhard's endurance through comics, video games, and other merchandise. I know. Exploring what? Uh, Yeah. Um, Endurance through comics, video games, and other merchandise. This comprehensive (laughs) book tells the full story of the saga and its remarkable 30-year legacy. Amazing. So, yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, That other film you mentioned actually was starring Mark Singer uh, as a a Beastmaster spinoff called Darhard. 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 Beastmaster. That's that's it for for the news. I had a couple of other things that I... I, um, that I did want to you talk want to about talk them. about 500 now? Uh, no, we could. We'll talk about we'll talk about these other things that are on the prep sheet. 
Um, jo- our good friend of the show, George Vega, uh, has just launched a Kickstarter. It's called GV Pop 80s. And it's a sketchbook of all his collected fan art that uh, centers around and focuses on, uh, you know, the cartoons and products of the 80s that we love so very, very much. It looks really cool. Was this he posted uh, Panthera? In yes, the promo for this, I think today did. I saw, which was spectacular. And he did, uh, Who's you know, Panthra, Panthro, I believe. We're is all Panthro having, or yeah, Panthra? No, it's Panthro. He's Panthro. Panthro. Okay. Yeah. Um, but George has also done some great Transformers art, some great uh, GI Joe art, some great GI Joe Transformers art. Name. Yeah, exactly. I have a uh, beautiful print of his of uh, the of a downtrodden Punisher. Yeah, uh, that uh, I really, I really dig. Um, some great Voltron art. I mean, he's done a lot. In that realm. And so he's got a Kickstarter going right now. I think it's about 20 or 25% funded. So go give that uh, some love and support. And, uh, you know, support those who support the show. Sweet. Um, our very good friend, super fan, David Donovan, um, is involved in Huracan, which is a small hometown convention in East Rockaway, New Jersey, that will benefit um, people who lost everything during hurricane sandy you know there are still a lot of people who are displaced who are out of their homes oh, and yeah. out of you know money financially and all sorts of things going on and so um there is um it, it's going to take place at uh let's see the main street firehouse um which was a relief center set up during the convention if you go to facebook and put in huracan h-u-r-r-i C-O-N. Um, you can uh, you could check out some of the events. Um, I'm just trying to get the I'm trying to get the, the exact location and date. The Five very, Main Streets in yeah. uh, East Rockaway? Yeah. No, so it takes place Saturday. No, 100, 100 Main Street. Yeah. I'm sorry. It doesn't take place at the firehouse. It takes place at Parish Hall on 100 Main Street, East Rockaway, New York on Saturday, November 17th from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. There, there is. is an ask five dollar donation at the door and all the proceeds will go back to helping restore um the gym that was used as a relief center during hurricane sandy um there's comic books art there's going to be a bunch of comic book artists and writers there uh, as guests collectibles cosplay toys food a little bit of everything so check out the hurricane um facebook page i think i posted it to the geek stuff facebook page earlier this week so Huracan. check out that link and i'll try to post it over at bk geek stuff as well um and of course geek flea is coming up on november 10th that's uh, you know when i saw uh hurricane i immediately i didn't read it you know i just saw the word and, and i really honestly thought og for like two seconds that it was a convention celebrating the career of your favorite wrestler the hurricane hey, look all I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, Huracan's uh, tagline on all their promotional uh, materials should be "Stand back, there's a Huracan coming." <laughs> that would be that would be amazing <laughs> if, if they actually used that. I would probably fly back to that convention. And and honestly, they should reach out to Shane Helms and see if he would come because I bet that he would come and be a guest. He's the I nicest. Bet he, would. he is the nicest dude on planet Earth. He legitimately is one of the nicest wrestlers. Can you imagine like, ever, if the ever. Hurricane made an appearance at Huracan? That would be phenomenal. Yes. 
I that mean, would be amazing. So, super fan David Donovan, reach out to Hurricane. I bet he would guess at your convention. <laughs> I would. I would not be at all surprised. Limited edition posters. Stand back. There's a hurricane coming. I'm telling you, it would be amazing. Yep, he'll sign them. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. That would be amazing. All right. I think you I want hear... to talk about 500 now. No, no. Now we're out of time. So I think uh, we that's can the darndest thing. The wrap up music. Um, don't forget, I want the record to reflect I was ready to talk about 500 at the end of the show. I want the record to reflect that I was ready to talk about it earlier in the show when we still had time. Don't forget, you can check us out online over at B. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you did you have something to reflect on the record? Oh, I just like the record to reflect. I still have no idea what what is what even is going on. Um, <laughs> don't forget, you can find us online at bkgeekstuff.com. Don't forget. You can uh, you can find us at facebook.com backslash BK Geek Stuff. I am Geek Stuff with G across all of the social media platforms. I am Big Kev GS on the Xbox platform, which I hope to return to soon. And Big Kev, uh, BK Geek Stuff everywhere else, I believe. And I am K Robert Marlowe on the Twitter and the Instagram. And uh, don't forget Patreon. Patreon.com backslash BK Geek Stuff. <laughs> I still say that is the absolute hands down best way to support the show and you get something for your pledge. No matter what your pledge level is, you get something for doing it. Yep. Nothing, you know, it's not just you're giving us money for the sake of giving us money. Nope. At minimum, is, it, is it time to whip out the nuclear option yet, uh, OG? What's the nuclear option? Well, if they go to uh, uh, the special $10 pledge level, uh-huh. PK and the cake. Oh, no, no, that's that, that's that's no. Um, I'm saying, but, but I, the bet, $10... I bet the I bet the Patreons, uh, I bet those numbers really increase if we offer that as bonus content. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, ain't nobody. Nah. No, that, that's the end of all of our subscribers that's at that it. point. That's it. We lose. We lose all of our lose subscribers. Everybody. So, um, but yeah, ten dollars of course gets you in the live tier. Five dollars gets you all of the bonus content. Three dollars gets you the show early, and a dollar gets you the Discord room. Obviously, rewards stack. So if you're at the ten dollar tier, you get everything below. And so forth as you go back down. So yes. we would appreciate it. Uh, Patreon.com backslash stuff. And I think with that, Big Kev. With that, OG, we will bring this episode of Big Kev's Geek Stuff to a close. Episode 517, the one we called Evangeline Lily's Husband. Uh, the way we end some shows by saying, troll the respawn, Jeremy. And on that note, we cue the music. <laughs>